the NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. I'm just about that action, boss. with another episode of the NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. You know me, you know the voice, you know the guy. It's me, really real, villain real, Terrell from Virginia at your service. And we have had a, I feel like it was up and down. It was an up and down week five of NFL bets, I would like to say. Got my guy with me, Scott Studio, right show. Scott, how was your week five? Overall, it was okay. Could have been a lot better if a couple of things on Sunday went my way. I know besides doing the total show and the afternoon game show, I also did the mothership show and gave out a couple of props there. Went four and two on those. So you'll take the profit anyway you can get it. Unfortunately, though, I did have a couple of bad beats on Sunday, mostly a same game parlay in the Buccaneers game, which paid out at around 12 to one. Mm-hmm. And the final leg that lost was Mike Evans touchdown. And if you watch the replay, you could tell from the shadow alone, it looked like Evans had the ball over the goal line. The call stood for whatever reason. And unfortunately, I ended up losing there. Then later that night, I had a $50 uh, three-pick parlay on player props. And the final leg was chase 100-plus yards. It was was 50 bucks to win about three grand. And unfortunately, Chase had 12 yards or 11 yards at halftime. And he had seven catches for 50. So that ended up being uh, a bit unfortunate. But I did a live bet the Chiefs last night on the money line at around minus 150. So I ended mm. the week on a high note. Still, the props were fine. Stafford interception back at it again. Good times. I know I gave yep. out Baker Mayfield interception on the lock and dog uh, post. So that also worked out. But still, anytime you're one pick away from roughly four grand in total, and one was a touchdown. I, I don't know if you saw the Evans play, mm-hmm. but it looked like he was in the end zone on replay. The shadow of the ball was over, but they didn't end up calling it. Pretty unfortunate, but still, I guess I ended it on a high note. So could have been better, could have been worse. Damn it, Chase. Really couldn't get me the 3K. Really? All right. That's all I got to say. Man, that's how I was the other week. You know, that's how I was the other week. I needed a Jamar Chase touchdown or a Tyreek Hill touchdown. It didn't matter which one. I was having a nice day if I got either one. Well, that was the first Thank thing that I did when it happened was I messaged you yep, saying you Chase sure screwed me. Sure I know did. how you and feel. I was just like, oh, my gosh. I'm like, I had PTSD all over again thinking, oh, that was my slip that Chase just screwed all over again. I think we should just start betting. Stop betting on Jamar Chase. He's so good. I only though. did it once. I did it once because I figured the Ravens secondary was banged up, and I thought they would target him more because yeah. he torched them last year. And the second half, I mean, they did. He was phenomenal for the last couple drives, but they just waited too long to actually yeah, get him involved. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. But it just 
T. Higgins was out early in that game too. It he just barely played. Like it was the, a perfect game. Yeah, script yeah, it was the perfect game script. That was kind of me last night. Last night I was hoping for a couple of things. I think I was hoping for Hunter Renfro to get going. And in the beginning of the game, they said Darren Waller's out. I said, oh, all right. Well, that, that makes me feel better about my Renfro pick. And he finishes with like two catches, for like six yards. Or I factored it into the chase thing. My, the three pick, I believe, was Allen, 325 plus passing yards. He got there at halftime, which was a joke. I had uh, Mike Williams, 100 plus receiving yards. He had like 130. And then I had Chase. And my logic was Higgins is banged up. Baltimore secondary wasn't great. And it kind of mm-hmm. came back to bite me. But besides the 100, besides the, um, $100 loss there on the Evans parlay and the $50 loss to win 3K on the Chase parlay, I ended up having another thrilling victory in the world of fantasy football because of last night. No, and yeah, I got one too. <laughs> Mahomes by himself carried me to a win. I won by point zero two. I won by a fraction yeah. of a yard, yeah, and that's how I ended those. up winning. So you, you take, take those, those any way you can get it. I had yeah. to sweat out the kneel down. If he loses two yards on the kneel, I lose. If he loses one yard on the kneel, I win. He lost that's one yard insane. on the kneel, so I won by point zero two. That is in that is an insane sweat that you're sweating kneel downs on a no, oh, it was way wild. Than mine. I just had Derek Carr. I had Derek Carr and I was waiting. Derek Carr put me over to the ledge. I was very scared because at the end of the game, I was winning by like point three, point four, something like that. And I'm like, oh my God, please don't throw a pick. Please don't throw a pick. Please don't throw a pick. And I'm just watching the play. I'm like, oh my God, he's gonna throw a pick, and that's how the game's gonna end. And I'm gonna lose, but Luckily, nope, get out of there, turnover on downs. All right, let's get into these totals. Let's get into these totals. Before we do that, we got to talk about win bet and their $100 to get a $100 free bet promotion where new customers can bet $100 and get a $100 free bet. Plus, the win bet casino is always open 24-7 where you can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. And look, are you looking to join the biggest winners club? I mean, are you are you looking to join the biggest winners club? Because look, I have I have my parlay together. I can't give you that out because that's crazy. I have my parlay together. I'm asking you if you got yours because this is WinBet's biggest winners club, where whoever hits the biggest parlay on WinBet odds gets a thousand dollar free bet. Last week, someone turned six dollars into four thousand dollars. Plus, they got an additional thousand dollar free bet from WinBet. True, truly, DGens only. Shout out to WinBet for supporting my antics because I went and talked to them about this. I didn't really do it, but I'm gonna take credit for it because I, it was a great idea and I should have had it. So now it's mine. Uh, it, it's Christopher Columbus Day, and that's how we're gonna do this. I'm just gonna go over there and I'm gonna take their idea and claim it as mine. And so, look, this is what I'm telling you. This was a great idea because now you get to do the craziest, wildest parlay. Matter of fact, make your parlay and tag me in it because I want to see it. I want to see how crazy it is. If I get five parlays, I'll put my parlay out there as well. It's going to be absolutely insane. Super duper love this idea. So much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Claim your free bet today. All such as change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 20 and older in present state where play through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a given problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, Scott, let's go ahead and get 
through this and do this slate. We have first up on the Thursday night football game. We have the Washington Commanders playing the Chicago Bears in Chicago. Thursday night. Yeah. Great product. Yeah. Good stuff. When I was handicapping this, the total was at 38. It just dropped to 37 and a half. Opened up at 40 and a half. Money coming in on the under. Primetime unders 11 and 5. Throughout this season, we have two bad teams in the Washington Commanders and in the Chicago Bears. Really, neither team is going anywhere. Commanders have three straight unders after starting the season 2-0 and to the over. And they haven't allowed more than 25 points from the opponent in any of those three games. We have the Chicago Bears 3-2 and to the under this season. I mean, does it get... Is there anything, because this is going to be the public play. This is a public primetime play, but there's nothing that's scaring me off of it. 37 and a half. Are you taking the over? So I was looking at the weather report because you kind of have to, especially when there's a total below 40. And throughout Thursday afternoon, there's supposed to be like 17 mile per hour winds. However, mm-hmm. around eight o'clock when the game's supposed to start, the wind goes down to like eight miles per hour. So I believe based on initial forecasts, wind should not be a big issue in this game because of when they're starting. So just to keep that in mind. Now, for this game, the issue you run into when it comes to taking it under is that both defenses are really not that good. Now, the offenses aren't good either. So that's kind of the trade-off. But the Bears we saw allow Cousins to go, what, 17 of 17 to start Sunday's game? Yeah. So, like so that happened. They could buckle down later on, but still, the point is Cousins torched him early on. Jefferson at 130 yards basically in the first half. And you had Washington, whose defense was okay against Tennessee, but we know the pass defense isn't great. They give up a ton of big plays. The problem is Chicago never throws the damn ball. So for a total, this, this game's really a coin flip for me. I think based on the trends and everything we've seen so far with prime times, especially on Thursday, I kind of have to lean to the under. Am I going to bet this with my own money? I am not because I don't think there's much value on it either way. I know that Washington almost beat Tennessee, had a couple of big plays to Brown, but Wentz finished the game with 359 passing yards. Like I think that Washington can actually throw the ball in this game because I'm not really sold on Chicago's pass rush or secondary. They're okay. They're just not a great uh, pair of units there. Mm -hmm. I think if I had to play it, I'd lean to the under, and I would just dare Wentz or Fields or both to make enough plays to beat me. But I really don't feel great about it either way. I'd love the under if the wind was still a factor, but since it's probably not going to be, it's a small lean to the under, but I really don't feel great about it. You? (sighs) So the issue here is that I would trust Washington's offense, but I don't trust Carson Wentz. I don't trust Carson Wentz on the road, and I definitely don't trust Carson Wentz on the road in primetime. I'm expecting some backbreaking interceptions near the red zone, some long scoreless drives that are just going to kill you. And it's just nothing that – it's literally nothing that sit here and says that you really should trust these these teams. I mean, even if you look at defensively, Washington – by far the better defense. I don't know how the Bears are going to move the ball. I have no idea how they're going to move the ball. They don't choose to throw. Ever. Yeah, and and Washington's a pretty decent run defense. 
You talk about third down conversion rate. Washington's fifth in the league in opponent third down conversion rate. Chicago only converts at 28th in the league out of 32 teams. We're sitting here in Washington, 30 of 32 teams in sacks allowed. So the Bears, the fifth worst run, de- fifth worst run defense in the league. So I just well, Washington can't and, run. Like I, I know, as, both as defenses are, are awful at covering one certain thing, and the other team offensively is terrible at exploiting that one thing. Yeah, and so it just sit here and says everything says just go ahead and bet the under. But now three points of value at thirty seven and a half. You're running out of scores, <laughs> like if they're over 37 and a half. Like, yeah, I'm- like you could, you can sneakily, if there's a special teams touchdown that fucks you, if there's a defensive touchdown that fucks you. I mean, it, it's blown just a coverage, lot that can really, really send, yeah, one blown coverage play that throws off everything you had going. There's not a lot of room. I'm going to reluctantly take the over just because it just feels like we saw that ugly Thursday night game last week. And I don't think it's anywhere as ugly as where that game was. But I don't think it's ugly enough where it doesn't stay under 38. Come on. I think I think we get there somewhere in this. Give me like a 20 to 19 final score. Yeah, you know, more than I think about it, you know, five, six, roughing the passer penalties. Maybe the game goes over. Yeah, like <laughs> I wish I knew who was who was uh, if what's his, what's old boy's name from last night? Cheffers. If, he, I think so. if he's doing this game, yeah. that's for sure over. It's rough, but yeah, as I said before, I guess I'm leaning to the under, but once again, there's no way that I'm going to bet this. I yeah. just think that it's a spot where, once again, both defenses aren't great against particular offenses. The problem is neither offense kind of fits the mold to exploit the opposing defense. I think I like props more in, the, in that game, to be honest. I'm sure we'll talk about that later on during the Thursday night uh, football game show. But I'm looking more at props for that game because I do think there are a couple of game scripts which could send it over, but I don't Mm -hmm. trust either team. And I also don't like Ron Rivera throwing his quarterback under the bus for why the team sucks. So there's a lot of other stuff going on behind the scenes. All right. Next, going over to the Sunday slate, we have the New York Jets playing the Green Bay Packers. Got to put some respect, though. The two-game win streak, New York Jets. Oh, yeah. Two-game win streak. My bad. Two-game win streak. New York Jets trying to make it three. Total sitting at 44. I mean, no. Total sitting at 46. Opened up at 44. Heavy money. Heavy, heavy money on the over. Heavy money on a rare over. Well, no, I wouldn't say rare over, but uh, going for the rare overs this season as the unders have been dominating, I rather would say. Green Bay coming off a loss to the New York football giants across the pond. Now they have to come home and play the other New York team. Scott, what are you doing with this? Old? For this one, the Jets getting over money is a shock and a half. I'll tell you that much. I don't think they've taken over money in probably 10 years. But <laughs> for this one, I think I'm going to lean to the under. I just like the spot too much for the under. I know Green Bay's defense or whatever you want to call it, no showed the second half against the Giants. Congrats on the win, by the way. I didn't congratulate you for that. But yeah, still, the point is Green Bay's offense still isn't very good. And I've mentioned this for weeks. And you're looking at what this offense does well. What do they do well besides run the ball? And even when they run the ball well, it feels like they abandon it halfway through the game. But you're looking at Jones, Dylan, that's a nice tandem they got there. The mm. receiving core, you Lazard, who's pretty good but he has injury issues and he kind of went AWOL in that second half. The whole team did against the Giants. 
You have Dobbs, who we like, but also kind of went AWOL, didn't really do much in that second half. I don't think there's a more underrated cornerback tandem than Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed. Mm -hmm. And I've mentioned it for weeks. Statistically speaking, they are the best cornerback tandem in the entire league. Gardner's a dog. Guy's unbelievable. He's already a top 10, borderline top five corner in the league. As crazy as that sounds, he's actually that good. If you look at the numbers, he's crazy. But still, I like the under because Green Bay's offense really doesn't scare me because they don't generate enough big plays in the passing game. And it feels like everything they do is underneath. Cobb had 99 yards, mostly on slant passes. They try to run the ball a lot. And the Jets' offense, yes, they scored 40. A lot of it came in the fourth quarter. You had some turnover on downs for Miami. The team ran out of gas. A couple of big plays. I mean, a running back for Hall had a 79-yard reception, which led to a touchdown. There were a lot of big plays and blown coverages. I'm going to go with the under. I understand why there's over money, but I am concerned about jet lag for Green Bay. Mm. I'm concerned about the offense, and I really like this jet secondary. I think both teams will struggle to generate many big plays through the air. I'm going to go with the under. I think you're going to see an uglier game. All right, so I'm about to do something that's incredibly insane here. So, and I was coming into this saying, well, you know, I saw it when it opened up at 44. I said, man, I, I kind of wish I was a little bit higher and I would like the under. And then I got exactly what I liked, what I wanted, and money came in on the over, bumped it up to 46, and then I liked the under. However, I have another trend for you. In the seven games that teams have come back from London and had to play the following week, the opponent team's team total is six and one in those seven games. They're the like over. the team to, to the over. Okay. So the over is six and one to the Do over. You like the Jets team total over. Yeah. And I already was sitting here like, well, the Jets, they've been moving the ball a lot better. I think that this actually does really come to the close to the team total. Uh, to, not to the team total, but to the total. Like if I had to pick a number, I would literally just randomly pick 45 and say that it falls in right there. Just like a 25, 20 type of game, because I think that the Jets and what they've realized is that they have no interest in passing the ball down the field or getting a genuine passing game going. And they would much, much rather just go ahead and hand the ball off or throw the ball to the backs. A lot of check downs close to the line of scrimmage, really not really making any mistakes with Zach Wilson. And that's just, that's the thing that annoys this Green Bay defense. Like this Green Bay is very defense is very opportunistic. They want you to make mistakes. They want to capitalize on it, get big plays, and get you off the field. Whereas those little methodical slow drives down the field really, really hurt them. So, I I think the Jets can score a little bit, and I don't like backing the money with the over. And so I got a couple of points there. Yeah, give me. Give me an under in this game, but give me a Jets team total over. I think this game comes in like 24, 20, 22, 25, 20. The team total sitting at 18 and a half. I think that I can see a couple of scores and a field goal or two from this Jets team. So, yeah. Or maybe even the Jets win the game. I mean, I doubt it because yeah, it's in, it's I, in Lambeau. Hey, but, that's, know, not even, that's not even against – like, this Green Bay offense has been really, really bad. I don't think Green Bay is that good, and I've said it for weeks. I, I watched them play, and the one good offensive game they had was against Chicago. Congratulations. I, I just don't think they're a very good football team. Yeah, Fine. I mean, but they that's the only game where they've scored over 25 points. Yeah. They've been under 
They've been oh, – well, no, yeah, that one in New England. They've had 27 in both of those New games. New England but, went to overtime, though. So they yeah, so, yeah, so they scored in, in regulation, absolutely. So this offense hasn't been moving the ball. The Jets actually have had a pretty solid defense. I think both teams give up points, but closer to that 20-point than 30-point. So, yeah, I'll take an under. I think the Jets have the personnel to give Green Bay's offense serious problems. Very much so, like that. All right, let's move on to the next game. We have Tampa Bay Buccaneers playing the Phil – not Philadelphia, but the Pittsburgh Steelers. Tampa Bay Buccaneers playing it's Pittsburgh Steelers in Pittsburgh. Total sitting at 43 and a half. 44 and a half is what it opened up at. 66% of money, 91% of the tickets. No, switch that. 91% of money, 66% of the tickets is on the over for this game thus far. I have no genuine reason on why the Tampa Bay Buccaneers proved to me that Kansas City was literally just a garbage time fluke. They are not going to put up that many points at all at any point in this season. Last week was the opportunity playing against Atlanta. I took their team total over, and it went under. They struggled a lot of that game, honestly. They made a couple of big plays and had a callback that, you know, as you was talking about earlier, really did end up really hurting them. But especially my team total, that was literally the touchdown that would have cashed my team Well, they, they ended up scoring a play later. The point is I had Evans to score any time and they threw it to Fournette on the next play. The real concern was the fact they couldn't get any first downs in the entire fourth quarter. Atlanta almost came back, actually covered through the back door. And then you had the rough in the passer call, which put the game on ice when Atlanta probably should have got the ball back with a shot to win the game. Yeah. And so. (sighs) I think this is a clear under. This is a clear under. Like, I don't have anything that you can look at at these two teams and what they're doing offensively. Tampa Bay's four and one to the under this season. 20.6 yeah, points per 20.6 points per game. That's not worst. Like that's literally middle of the league. But if you just think about a Tom Grady and what this offense has with little Fournette, with Mike Evans, with Chris Godwin, and I know some of those guys have been hurt over the course of this season, but still 20.6 points per game is not good. Pittsburgh 30th in the league at 15.4 points per game. They just got the defense literally just got their ass kicked up, handed to them. Now they're coming back home. TJ Watt versus this Tampa Bay offensive line and backup. Uh, is Watt officially left back? tackle? Huh? Is Watt officially back? I think he's coming back this week. I'm just saying, I, I, there are rumors he might. I'm not sure if he is or not. Yeah, I don't think it's official, but I mean, if he's playing, you got to like the under. Yeah, you have to. You have to. And that's the I kinda, only I way. I kind of like I the think... under anyway. I didn't think Pickett looked that good last week. No, he didn't. And Tampa Bay just hasn't shown it. And this Pittsburgh defense can get up, even with the personnel hurt. They always get up for a great spot. This just seems like a really good spot for them to bounce back. So I don't I'm I'm on the under. I, I can't see why I would even consider an over in this game. I like the under as well. It feels like a spot to me where they just saw the pass defense was so bad against Josh Allen for a for three quarters. I know Buffalo stopped trying. They could have scored 50 if they wanted to. But still, I'm assuming that's why this total is being bet up. It's because they think that Tampa should be able to generate 35-plus points in this game. Mm. I'm not sure they can. Because, like you said, I don't think Atlanta's a good defense. It was at home. The weather was good. And Tampa really didn't do much. And even the scoring drives they had, Mm. they were all like 10-play, 75-yard. They took up a ton of clock. There weren't many huge plays. A lot of it was just dinking and dunking and trying to move the chains. I see a lot of slow and methodical drives and Pittsburgh might not contribute anything.
because you're looking at what Pittsburgh does in the passing game or even just the offense in general. They can't run the ball. Najee Harris is still injured, and he's ineffective whenever he is being used because of either the injury or the, no, or the lack of an offensive line. Pickett's been struggling. He hasn't looked great. I know growing pains involved, but that offense is completely shot. They don't do anything well, and Tampa can rush the passer. I know Bunting got hurt, so keep an eye on his status. I'm not sure if he's going to play in this game, so just keep that in mind. But I think I'm with you. I'm on the under. I hope that Watt plays so we get a good number because if he does play, they're going to see a lot of under money coming in. Mm-hmm. I'll take it now. Maybe a Pittsburgh team total under as well. I just don't see Pittsburgh doing enough to help. And I think that if Tampa wins this game, let's just say by a score of 30 to 10, a reasonable score, the game still goes under. And see, go I don't even under. think, I don't even think that offense gets going like that. Like, no, that's the point. I'm saying even yeah. if like a ceiling is Tampa yeah, 31. Yeah, the ceiling is is them getting blown out, and that still might not even take this game over. Like, oh, man, I just – I do not like either one of these offenses. They look I realistically, in a non-conference. Yeah, I see a 24-10, 24-13 type game. I'll yeah, for sure. And a non-conference road spot for Tampa Bay. So it, it's just not – looking well playing in pittsburgh cold cold weather in october you know i'm curious on i'm curious on what the people that are betting the over seeing the over i i just can't i could not bet over between these two teams all right next game on the slate and more than likely this may be close we'll see if you have anything contrarian to say about it jacksonville jaguars playing the indianapolis colts in indiana we've seen these two teams earlier this season where jacksonville absolutely routed the Indianapolis Colts in Jacksonville 24 to 0. Colts 5 and 0 to the under this season, still perfect. One of two teams perfect to the under this season. All right. Is it I mean divisional game, divisional unders have been absolutely crazy. I think at some 60% on the course of the season. Are you taking over between these two teams? So for this one, are we assuming Taylor plays or no? I, I even if he does play, just asking because yeah, he does have a couple I mean, extra we, days off. Yeah, yeah, we're not going to know that to the end of the week. I yeah. would just say say he plays. Say worst case scenario, he plays. Okay, my um, handicap doesn't change. It's I'm going under. That's it. I think I have to like okay. the under. I want to make a case for the over. It's pretty rare that you have two division teams wrapping up their season series by week six. I don't know if I've ever seen that before. Have you ever seen that before? I can't think of it. That sounds almost impossible. You just don't have that, but it's happening now. I think that these teams played each other so recently that it's still relatively fresh in their minds what they do offensively. And I'm looking at what Indianapolis does offensively. It's kind of an oxymoron because they don't do anything offensively. And with Taylor being out, now Hines has a concussion. I doubt he's going to play. You ended up throwing in... Jackson, who looked okay in the first half, and Phillip Lindsay. That's kind of your ground game. That's all you got. Jacksonville couldn't score a touchdown against Houston. I liked Houston in the game last week, but that was more just based on Jacksonville laying seven, which was insane to me. But I think I'm going to go with the under. Indianapolis's defense is still pretty good, and they have extra time since they played on Thursday, so maybe Darius Leonard can play. Maybe. We'll see. I'm going to go with the under, though. I still like this Jacksonville defense, and I really despise Matt Ryan. And I still don't think Lawrence is that good. He had a couple good games in a row. I figured he'd regress, and he looked awful against Houston. Give me the under. 
I see a really ugly 2017 type game. I'll take the under. Yeah, this I, I there's nothing that's gonna get me to an over here. And the Colts also can't block anybody. Their offensive line's terrible. And this total is not even that low. Like if you gave me this at 40, then maybe I'd consider it. But at 42, I'm still give me an under. Yeah. All right. New England Patriots playing the Cleveland Browns in Cleveland. 42 and a half is the total. It's ticked up a point from 41 and a half. Nine mile per hour wins in Cleveland. Nothing serious. I mean, money's on the under and it ticked up a point. Well, I do want to ask, by the way, before we actually get into the picks, what the hell happened in that Detroit game this past weekend? Detroit's defense sucks. And no, no, besides that, they scored zero points. Oh, Bill Belichick j- knows how to scheme up for Jared Goff. I did say that I thought that that was just just saying I, I like New Orleans. Knows how to yeah. scheme up Jared Goff. I like New England in that game. I picked them. I just thought the line was so sketchy that I had to pick New England and they won comfortably. I'm curious how much of the under uh, money coming in. I know you said that there's been reverse line movement, but I'm curious how much the under money is solely because of what happened in that Detroit game. Because Cleveland can't stop anybody. Yeah. And it was. Here's my reason why I'm on over, even though it's very, very ugly here. Here's my reason why I'm on over. And what feels like we're probably going to see Bailey Zappi again. Is that I, I got to really... assume so. I yeah, mean, they won, it, they won 26 nothing. There's no point in rushing Jones back. Yeah, it, I, it just feels like we're going to see Bailey Zappi again. And what does Bailey Zappi do well? He, he airs the ball out. That man, he airs the ball. He's out, not bad. Pushes the ball down downfield. No, he's not. He was very good. I liked him in college at Western Kentucky, and so the Cleveland Browns get, have like they give up big plays every single game. They give up big plays. When I do my props for the week, one of my props is going to be Billy Zappy longest completion over because mm-hmm. they the Cleveland Browns always find a way. It doesn't matter at what point in the game they always find up a way to give up a really big play downfield and. If you do that against a Bailey Zappi that one, you give him an opportunity, they're going to let him do it because that's his skill set. And two, he's able to complete that. It's going to be a very long day. And then knowing this Cleveland team, they're going to want to go out there and put on a pretty good offensive showing, especially after getting routed by this same team 44-7 last year. I I got to think that Cleveland still keeps up this offensive, you know, journey that they've had going on without Deshaun Watson and being able to put up points, especially leaning on those two backs. But the fact that that secondary can just give up so many big plays, I think Billy Zappi's going to take them. You look at these two teams on paper and you think, all right, let's just go ahead and go under. No, I think this is an over game. I like the over as well. It mostly involves Cleveland. I do think it's an overreaction to how New England's defense played at home against the Lions last week. But I mentioned a couple weeks ago, how sad the Mariota performance was in that win against Cleveland because they won, but he had seven completions in a dome against this Cleveland defense. This mm-hmm. Cleveland defense stinks. And I've said it time and time again, and I do think Zappi could get it going. I know Harris is out indefinitely. I don't really care. Stevenson went for like 150, 160 yards. I'll be all over his props in this game. I think Stevenson's going to have a big day, but I like the over. Brissett, I know he had the awful interception in the red zone against the Chargers. It was an atrocious pick, but they've moved the ball well. Cooper's still a good receiver, and Joku's had a very good year. He's done well at the tight end spot, and they still have Chubb, who had 130 and two touchdowns. I like the over. It mostly involves Cleveland. I think my favorite play for this game would be the Patriots team total over 
because I really don't like Cleveland's defense at all. And I don't even know what they're good at. Yeah. All right. I I don't know. I don't, I'm very interested to see why people are. I, I No, I get why you're on the under in this one. This isn't like the other game. I get why you're on the under in this one. It just seems like this is a. I like Bailey the over. Zappi could, I, I Zappi wanna, could win yeah. somebody a million dollars. Bailey Zappi can win somebody a million dollars this weekend. I just want to go with the team total for the Patriots. I'll keep fading a bad defense, and I'll assume New England finds a way to get it done. So I'll I'll go with New England. You said Zappi might win somebody a million dollars. I'm sure a lot he'll be in a lot of lineups. But I think Stevenson's going to win somebody a million dollars. I think Stevenson has a huge game with an yeah. L. Harris. No, we line. had him. We had him on the lineup when we did the pregame show this week. Shout out to the Mothership Sports Game Podcast. Did pregame show. I was on Stevenson and, you know, caught it the week early. Now everybody's about to be trying to throw him into the lineup next week. But I think you and have to like him, right? Good. I mean, Eckler torched this team last week. And he's he's really good. No Harris is going to be his show. So, mm-hmm. yeah. All he, right. should have been, he should have been starting over Harris, to be honest. I just think Stevenson's a better player. But Yeah. All right. Baltimore Ravens traveling to play the New York football Giants. 44 and a half is total 43 and a half is where it opened at money coming in on the over 65% of the bets, 82% of the money on the over. Let me just go ahead and tell you right now, I'm not taking an over in the Wink Martindale revenge game. I'm I like the under it. anyway. I'm not taking the over. I'm not taking the over with the, with the New York football giants, unfortunately, because that second half is that first half is absolutely brutal. Absolutely brutal. It is terrible. It is very, very, very rough. However, the second half adjustments that Wink, that Dable, that Kafka be making are absolutely phenomenal. We've gotten to a point where I can watch Giants football and we can go down and I say, hey, wait, we're still in this game. I couldn't do that for a lot of times. And it's because that defense locks in like a motherfucker. Like it gets inside of you. The defense is absolutely insane. And so added that to the other side of the field and Baltimore kind of had a little bit of inconsistencies on the offensive side of the ball. I think that there is a way to beat this team and to go out there and be able to put up an effort and not get blown out the window. Mindful. I will have a bet on Baltimore plus 14 because this giants are totally due to get blown out. However, I don't think no matter what game script, whether this is the Wake Martin Hill revenge game, whether Baltimore's offense continues the role and gets the the what's the word I'm looking for the last laugh over that wink defense this game goes over I mean under I don't I don't see how this game goes over what what are you what are you looking at I have to like the under I understand the fact that you talked about how teams in London when they come back the opposing team total does well for the over I get all that oh yeah I forgot that but I don't care because this is the Giants so throw that stat at well, point is, you said you might take Baltimore anyway for the revenge angle, but that's a separate oh, absolutely. story. So I like the under because I think it's a bad scheduling spot for both teams. Giants have to travel with jet lag potentially from London. Baltimore played Sunday night and Bateman didn't play. That offense looked awful. And I know they had the game winning drive with Tucker doing Tucker things and draining kicks right down the middle, but Lamar was terrible. <laughs> that entire game against Cincinnati, he mm-hmm. missed so many wide open guys. Duvernay was open. I think Wallace was open for one deep play. They're back-to-back plays. But Lamar missed wide open guys the entire game. And without Bateman, I just think the passing game's not great. The ground game for Baltimore has been pretty underwhelming so far this season. I thought mm-hmm. Dobbins would have a bigger game, and he he didn't really do much 
on a Sunday night. But Baltimore's defense picked it up, definitely looked better. I just like the under because I think that even though people in their minds have Baltimore's defense giving up like 17 touchdowns to Miami in the fourth quarter in week uh, two, I think this defense is finally getting back to normal. Humphreys looked good. Peters looked pretty good. I think the defense is kind of back. And the Giants defense, as you said before, has been very good with adjustments in the second half. And I think you're going to see a really ugly game as a result. So for me, I like the under because I really don't like Baltimore's offense without Bateman. And I think we would both agree, even though we both think Lamar's a very good quarterback, he really did not look in sync with anybody on Sunday night. No, he didn't. Bam. So I'm going with the under. I think yeah. this number's too high. Whew. Yeah, there is a possibility that Baltimore – I just don't see. Whether this is a close game, I think it goes over. Whether Baltimore blows us out, I think it goes – I mean, whether it's – yeah, under. I think it goes under if it's close. I think Baltimore can blow us out, and it can still go under. So, I don't know. I'm not I'm, – I'm completely on – I'm completely on under here. I don't know why people are, are on the over. But here we go. Zig when they zag. All right, next game on the slate, we have the San Francisco 49ers and the Atlanta Falcons. 43 is what it opened at, currently sitting at 43 and a half. I mean, first of all, again, another undefeated team in the Atlanta Falcons. Shout out to you, 5-0 ATS. That's way more important than being 5-0 straight up. Like Throwing comebacks last week to even keep that streak alive. Well done. Absolutely. Bravo. Bravo. All right. 49ers, 4-1 to the under. Only overcoming last week against who? Carolina Panthers, of course. And we have the Atlanta Falcons, who started off on a crazy over streak. 3-0 to the over. Last two games have went 0-2 to the over, 2-0 to the under. Scott, what are you doing this game between the 49ers, who probably are somewhere in West Virginia or something, hanging out on the East Coast so they don't have to go all the way back home for the week, and the Atlanta Falcons in Atlanta? I'm really not sure what to do with this game because – the Niners' defense, we know, is absolutely crazy. However, you we have to at least mention the fact that they suffered a pretty brutal injury to their secondary. Two. Two. But the, you had one, which was the main one that was talked about. Bosa, we don't know what the story is. I'm not. I'm assuming he's going to be out indefinitely. We'll see. But they also lost Mosley, who's been – No, Mosley and Ward. Ward. Ward went down, too. Oh, Ward went down, too, and Bosa yep. left early. They had a lot of – defensive issues with injuries so that definitely is something worth monitoring Atlanta defensively is not great we know this but the Niners don't generate many big plays they also right now don't have a kicker because Robbie Gould got hurt I'm sure they'll bring somebody else in to take care of the kicking duties but I think I like the over in this game a lot of people blindly take the under because of the fact that it's the Niners defense and Mariota is not great I get it Those defensive injuries for the Niners, I think, are highly underrated. I think those are three huge pieces. And assuming that maybe Pitts comes back and maybe gets some weapons back, Corderell's still going to be out, but still. I like the over. It's in a dome. I don't like Atlanta's defense at all. And the Niners will be very shorthanded, both in the secondary and on the pass rush. I like the over. And this number's a bit too low. I'm going to fade the injuries. Give me the over. It's not easy, but it's not. It's not. I think it's a nice contrarian spot to go for. I think it is a very, and that's where I was sitting there. I was about to agree with you. Does this not feel like the spot where I know I was talking about, and I was actually 
kind of bullshitting when I said Bailey Zappi's going to win somebody a million dollars. But does this not feel like the game that the million, like the Millie Maker winner comes out of this game because there's just random crazy amount of scoring in this game? Like if you just sit here and you look at it, the only thing that's really hurting me for Atlanta is the fact that we have to trust Marcus Mariota as a passer throughout the entire game because no Cordell, I really don't like that run game too, too much. I'm not a big fan of Algier, honestly. You're hoping London gets loose. That's basically what you're hoping. Yeah, and like, yeah, because you're not getting anything from anybody else, but that can very much happen. Like, they can they can exploit this 49ers team through the air, get some quick, some quick throws around the line of scrimmage and keep that pass rush going, but yeah, I am... It, it feels like this is the Shanahan revenge game angle. This is you're gonna see some some crazy weird stuff. You might have like a fake punt or something like that. Do you like, buy that revenge angle when you're that many years removed? And to be honest, you're so much better than the franchise that you're against. I mean, does that really <laughs> count for anything? Yeah, I think everybody wants to go like especially. I'm, I'm if just it's wondering somewhere, somewhere I mean, you went to a Super Bowl. Like, I think it's always that competitive edge that hey, whenever I see this team on the schedule, like, yeah. But at least he made it back to a Super Bowl. Like Atlanta's probably beneath them at this point, don't you think? When's the last time they played last year? 31 13. Uh, that's an over half yeah, a point. 31 31 13. Yeah, it actually went under. So this total was that set at 47 and a half last year, and it's now set at what is this? 43 and a half, three yeah, and a half, 43 yeah. and a half. Yeah, four points from last year. 2018 totals at 49 and a half. 29, 22, Atlanta. Am I wrong for thinking this might be the Kittle game? I mean, I can see it. How does it? How are they doing against Titans? Kittle's done nothing this year, but Atlanta has not been particularly good against. No, Titans. he he almost he he almost had a touchdown last. He year. almost had a touchdown on that yeah. uh night, on that Monday night game. Hey, he, he had a decent start against Carolina, and then he fumbled, and they didn't throw him the ball again for the final three quarters. But still, Falcons. Falcons, Falcons are not are, good against tight ends. They're not. Yeah, good against third. Them. Yeah, third worst in the in third. I was about to say the NBA. Sorry for NBA action. Third worst in the NFL. In yards to the tight end at at three fifty five on the season, so yeah, I, I can see it. I can absolutely see it. I'm gonna lean to an over. Back in though. over. In, we're in back the dome. Yeah, I'm on. Yeah, in the dome. We're we're backing over. All right, that's a good spot. That's that's a really good spot. All right, let's go ahead and take a break before we finish up the rest of the slate. And I'm going to talk to you about FUBU TV, where you can watch this game and all other games, college and pro football, NFL Red Zone at 4K, no extra charge, over 100 live channels of sports, entertainment, fraction of the price of of cable, fraction of the price of cable, plus there's no contract, no commitment, you can cancel at any time, charge FUBU TV for free, seven days, and get 15% off your first month, just go to FUBUTV.com, says SGP. That's FUBUTV.com slash SGP. Also brought to you by Oz Trader. Perfect place to compare odds from all the major sports books. Compare different sign-up codes, promotional sports book codes. You have handicapping, play-by-play updates, live scoring, player statistics, key game statistics, weather. You have vet tracker. You have all the things, everything you could ever need. OzTrader.com slash BlueWire. OzTrader, the number one site for all your game day bets. All right, let's work through the rest of this slate. We got about one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games left. So let's power through. Minnesota Vikings playing the Miami Dolphins. 
46 and a half is where it opened currently sitting at 45 and a half right now money is on the over though 67 percent of the bets 94 percent of the money sitting right now on the over not a lot of money but it, that's where it's at sitting on the over who's quarterback for miami for this game i we have no idea know. we have I, no I idea truly i mean i like the I'm over say anyway. that there's no chance right. that teddy bridgewater comes back but like after what just happened with Tua I'm almost ready to say that there's no chance Teddy Bridgewater comes back in a week and they just say fuck it we're rolling out Skylar Thompson can Tua come back or is that too crazy I I don't know man I mean we have no idea I, I really we really have no idea I don't know any of that neurological stuff but all I'm saying is I ain't never seen nobody that left out on a stretcher come back that season this could be the rare instance, but I can't think of any time that I've seen somebody who actually got stretchered out mm-hmm. have some reason, some way, somehow to come back in the season. If you could think of anybody, please let me know. And let's go look and make sure that they got stretchered out and not carted out. Carted out is something different. But if you get stretchered out, you're like, you're done. Like, they have you strapped down to the stretcher. Yeah, I can't D- think of anybody like that. DK got carted off, but he had to use the bathroom. So that's why. Yeah, it's so like, story. carted off is different. They use the cart for anything, but the stretcher? The stretchers for those that are really, really hurt. So I like the I like the over anyway. I watched Miami give up 40 points at the Jets. And a lot of it came with them being down a couple turnovers inside their own 30. They went forward on fourth and two at their own 25. It was they're they're down so many players and Howard didn't play. I don't know if Byron Jones officially back yet or not, so keep an eye on that. That might be why there's under money. Keep an eye on the actual secondary status for Miami. The Vikings let the Bears go down the field for the entire second half. The Bears. The Bears move the ball well against this team. I like the over. I don't think Miami's defense is very good. I think Minnesota's defense is pretty middle of the road. And Thompson did nothing in the second half. He had moments in that game, though. And they ran the ball very well. Although Mostert looked very good in particular. I'm going to go with the over. I think that until I know for certain that Miami's secondary will be fully healthy, I'm going to keep taking over in their games because a lot of their games are high scoring. Give me the over. I don't know what to do with this game because I really can't decide officially until I know the status of Jones and Howard, but I guess I have to pick. So I'll lean over for now. Yeah, man, I can't, I can't pick an under with this game. I can't, I I mean, I guess the under is like, you just don't think Miami is going to do anything, but Scott Thompson didn't look terrible. He didn't look terrible. No, second half, they were awful, but he was okay. Yeah, he was all right. I mean... By the way, according to reports, it says that uh, McDaniel said... This was October 5th, so it was a while ago. He said it's unsure when Jones will return to practice. Which means he's definitely probably... He's probably not going to play this week. Yeah, Jones. I I don't know what... Howard, we don't know either. But that secondary is shot. I'm going to go with the over. Give me the Justin Jefferson receiving yard props. I, I just think you see a pretty high-scoring game here. Yeah, I'll go with the over, too. All right, next game, we have the Cincinnati Bengals traveling to New Orleans to play the New Orleans Saints. Opened up at 44, 43 and a half is the total. You have the homecoming for Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase coming back playing in the same building that they won a national championship in. It's a revenge game, though. Yeah, it, is, Dal- it is. Dalton. Yeah, Dalton. Game. It is. It is a Dalton revenge game angle. 
I this Bengals offense confuses me so much. They don't take any I, shots down the field. They don't have the time. No. Like, you paid so much money for this offensive line. They look worse than the one you had last year. <laughs> and it's just like the continuity and the playing together that just hasn't gelled well this far in the season. But this New Orleans defense can give up points, man. Uh I'm on the I'm on the over. I'm gonna yeah. I'm, gonna save I'm, I'm just time. leaning. I'm, I'm leaning to the over. I, I I just don't. I don't like. I really don't. I think that this actual defense for the Bengals doesn't get enough credit. Mindful, Bengals are also another undefeated team, five and zero to the under. So, which kind of makes sense because the offense was expected to do was to be a lot better, and they haven't been better. And the defense actually been playing pretty good. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't trust I don't trust this New Orleans team. I don't trust them on the offensive side of the ball. I don't trust them on the defensive side of the ball. I think they could give up. I think they could get run out the building today in New Orleans. Like I think that this could be this could be the chase and chase breakout game that everybody's looking for this season. It's the game after, so it'd make perfect sense if Chase just absolutely burned us like the game yeah. after and goes for 120. It really would not surprise me. But yeah, I'm going I'm with the over. You just sold me. I'm with the over. I'm on the over anyway. I think New Orleans' offense, yes, I know Seattle's defense is terrible. I actually like what the offense was doing. They threw in some Taysom Hill experimentation there. He had four touchdowns, three rushing, one passing. He definitely won somebody a million dollars last week. Oh, but for sure. I wonder if he was in there. He probably was. I got to assume so. You can put him at tight end and he had four touchdowns. Like, I'm assuming he was definitely winning somebody a million. Wait, he might not be in there because I feel like I was looking for Taysom Hill in tight ends and I didn't find him. I know most fantasy actual i don't know about dfs but most fantasy outlets have him as a tight end so i figured dfs would have a similar wonder scoring he system. might have been there i was sure thinking about him last either week. way my bad go ahead po- point is they experimented with a quarterback rotation and they also got kamara back and he was great and kamara being back was a big deal now the problem was that on the touchdown reception olave got a concussion so i'm not sure if he's going to play michael thomas is still hurt so they really don't have many great receivers right now which mm-hmm. is a serious problem, but I don't like their defense at all. Gino torched them the entire day, and even Kenneth Walker had a big run once uh, Penny got hurt. I like the over. I think you'll see a lot of points. I know you mentioned a potential Millie Maker lineup for the Niners-Falcons game. I think this might be the lower total Millie Maker game where you randomly look up and there's 50-something points in this game, and mm-hmm. Chase has 150 Maybe you have Taysom Hill going nuts again. Maybe Kamara goes for 200 yards or something crazy. Or maybe you want to go with a Saints wide receiver and you want to use a trickle down and maybe you find a low-budget Saints receiver that just does well against this defense. Gallup, for example, yeah. I think this could be the Millie Maker game because I really like the over in a dome involving a Saints offense that randomly figured something out last week. All right. I like it. On to the next game of the slate, we have the Arizona Cardinals going to play the Seattle Seahawks. 51 is the total between the Cardinals and the Seahawks in Seattle. Are we just blindly taking the over in Seattle games? I mean... It feels like we're obligated, it, it's, right? It's, it's hard not to. I know we talk about divisional unders, but this team is just a walking over fest. Arizona's are... been randomly good defensively the last three games, but you're about to mention the Seattle stats. It's beautiful for over betters. Let's put it that way. 
yeah, you just think about the last five games. And first two games, they were figuring it out. Two unders against the Denver Broncos and the San Francisco 49ers, also two better defenses. Then you have Atlanta, Detroit, New Orleans, all three. New Orleans probably the better of the two, but Atlanta and Detroit are two bad defenses. And they put up 23, 48, and 32 points. So offensively, this Seattle team has found it together. They need, I say, Russ was holding Geno back. Geno's good. You know, you watch him play. He's he's pretty good. Whereas you go back to the Cardinal side of the ball and you have four and one to the under this season. First game went over when they got routed by the Chiefs. And then after that, every single game has gone under. Yeah, the offense under 52, sucks. But... Yeah, under 52, under 48, under 43, under 48. I mean, they better wake think, up against Seattle. They better they play, wake up. They play better on the road than they do at home. They're absolutely yeah. abysmal at home. And they they play a lot better on the road than they do at home. Matter of fact, what was, yeah, one of their worst offensive games in the season was at home. Mm-hmm. So, matter of fact, both of their worst offensive games were at home. <laughs> so, I mean, I just don't. I, I, I don't trust this team at home, but you trust them on the road. You think they can score points, this Seattle team finds ways to score points, especially against bad defenses. And I don't think Arizona is a particularly good defense. They definitely have ways that they can be exploited, especially in the passing game and in the running game. So yeah, give me give me the Seahawks here to get it done and really dominate this scoring. Over 51, I'll take it. It's the a high total, but yeah. I'll take it. The amount of stacks involved in this game for DFS are going to be unholy. I got to assume there's going to be a ton of stacks either involving Kyler with receivers or even with Geno and maybe Metcalf or Lockett or all the above. Kenneth Walker will probably be one of the most common options because he should get a decent amount of the carries. But I got to like the over. I I get the idea of Arizona being a randomly good under team because defensively they've actually been good for the last couple weeks and offensively they're not great. Seattle is such a lost cause defensively. And offensively, Geno's actually just looked incredible. Mm-hmm. I got to like the over. I think you'll see a very competitive division game, maybe even an overtime draw. Would it shock me if it was 24-24 going into overtime? No, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm on the over. I think you're going to see a track meet. But until Seattle shows any signs of life defensively, kind of like Detroit, I'll keep taking the overs. Yeah, man. Uh, All right. Let's move on to the next game of the slate. We have the Carolina Panthers traveling to Los Angeles to play Los Angeles Rams. 41 is the total tick down from 42. Carolina, Steve Wilkes is going to be interim head coach after they fired Matt Rule. Cash to Matt Rule, first coach fired props. Congrats, by the way. What was that, plus 200? So it was a lot more. I don't, know, I don't think it was a lot more. I think it was a little bit more of a value or it might've been less of a value early on in the season, but Hackett coached is like so bad that Hackett was actually like, you had to lay money on Hackett being first coach fired, which I thought was insane. Cause one, it's his first season. No matter he just how hired him. He yeah. He's like five. Games yeah. Now. They're not going to, they're like, you have to be really, really bad. Like urban Meyer level bad to get fired in your first season. That wasn't even football related. That was conduct related. Yeah. So like, it had to be something like that. Rule was just terrible. Got rule at two to one last week, and it was great. So yeah, appreciate that. All right, we we have LA 
And we have LA with their home under streak that is now sitting at 15 and 5, 16 and 5. Cooking. 16 and 5, LA to the unders. This was my favorite play against Dallas last week for complete opposite reasons. I thought that LA was going to be the one that go out and score a couple points and then just play really good defense. But however, it was Dallas and Dallas won the game. Fuck Dallas, but shout out to the Rams for keeping that home under streak alive. NFC East, though, man. They got they got some teams. Hey, NFC Beast. NFC Beast, trying to tell you. All right. I'm going under here. I'm, I'm riding the streak. I'm, I'm not backing Carolina on the road after they just – I mean, you could sit here and say it's a get-up spot, but this Carolina team has been good defensively. I think their defense gets up. I can't see anything from the offense, even with P.J. Walker stepping in for Baker Mayfield, where – I think that that is actually an improvement because at least you have multiple ways to use PJ Walker in offense, even though I don't think PJ Walker is that, that good of a quarterback as well. He can be used a lot better ways than what they were doing with Baker Mayfield. So I do think the offense can move a little bit better. I don't think it's a get up spot where they go out here. And then I just don't trust this Rams team. This Rams offensive line is terrible. Absolutely terrible. They are one of the worst teams in sacks allowed over the course of this season. And they just can't get anything consistently going on that side of the ball. I think that they can have a pretty solid game here. I'm not saying that I'm backing Carolina, but I think it's closer than what people are are automatically saying that the game will be. It goes under. I'm on the under. There's no way I can avoid taking an under. I watched PJ Walker. We did when we were making DFS lineups for preseason. It's a fun story. How he ended up making it into the NFL from another one of those expansion leagues, whatever you want to call it. XFL. He's, yeah. yeah, he's he's not very good. We watched him in preseason. He sucked. If I'm just being honest, PJ Walker was not good. But you're looking at a brand new coaching staff. We saw Wilkes with Arizona. He was a one and done coach. He was not very good either. I'm on the under. I made a tweet. He got cheated out of his job. Though. Yeah, I'm just saying the team wasn't very good to begin with. Yes, they, they just wanted to pair Kyle. They, they also had Josh Rosen, which didn't help. For his yeah. sake, I know I'm going to throw that out there, but the point is I'm not sure if Wilkes is going to be able to actually coach, but we'll see. Point is there's nothing to like about Carolina, especially offensively besides McCaffrey, who has been really good this year. But you're looking at the Rams, and I made a tweet during the first quarter of the Rams-Cowboys game, and I want to know if you agree or disagree. I said that the Rams are awful at everything related to offense – Besides Cooper Cup. Agree or disagree? <laughs> no, pretty yeah, pretty bad. And I ran through it. They can't block. They can't run the ball. Their secondary receivers are terrible. And Stafford's turnover prone. They don't do anything well. Besides Higby maybe being a mediocre tight end. But still, the point is, the Rams offensively are broken. They brought in Allen Robinson to be the second fiddle to try to take some pressure off Cup. And Robinson's absolutely washed. He's been so bad that Skoranek has out, outplayed him and become the second wide receiver. The Rams should really just sign Odell and get it over with. They really just need somebody at this point. But I'm on the under. Carolina with Walker. We've seen Walker start before. Hasn't gone well. We've seen him in preseason this year. Didn't go well. I don't think Carolina does anything offensively in this game. And defensively, Carolina's pretty good. Keep an eye on the J.C. Horn injury, though. That was a big injury in the middle of that Niners game because he's easily their best corner. But I think Cup has to go nuclear for the Rams to actually score north of 27 points. And he might go nuclear, but I can't pick 
and over in this game. The Rams under streak at home is phenomenal. Give me the under. I'm not sure Carolina scores a touchdown in this game. I'm going with the under. All right. Yeah, I'm with you. All right. Let's move on to the next game of the slate. We have what is the game of the week? Buffalo Bills traveling to Kansas City to play the Kansas City Chiefs. Since two, two, ooh, excuse me. Wow, that was a stutter. Since 2021, these teams have played four games in Kansas City. <laughs> this will be the fourth game in Kansas City that these two teams have played since 2021. We have last year's playoff game, 42-36 Chiefs. Chief, uh, that route by the Bills in the regular season last year where they went 38-20. You have the and you have 2021 playoff game as well. 38-24 Chiefs over, over, over. Last all three games have gone over. Total sitting here at 54, which ironically is not even the highest total that these two teams have seen. It's actually the lowest, 55, 56 and a half. What was the playoff game last year, like 57? Like it, was it was 54. So the really? playoff game was 54, yes. Really? I thought it was higher. Okay, never mind. No, it was 54. So, I mean, I don't know, man. These offices, we get – we. I want to go contrarian. I want to go contrarian and tell you better under. I don't have any reasoning for it. I just want to go contrarian and tell you a better under, but I don't know if in good faith I can really do that. I mean, I so here's your reasoning that I can see. This Bills defense is better, and I will say this Chiefs defense is better than years past. It really is. You're You're depending on the people up front. Yeah. I don't think that the state of this Bills secondary right now can handle these Chiefs pass catchers. And I know for a fact that these Chiefs secondary cannot handle the Bills pass catchers. So if you believe anything of this game going under, it's because that both defensive lines won the battle up front. They got a lot of pressure to the quarterback and they kept the opposing team off balance all game. Then that be said, I'm not bought, I'm not sold on it. I'm not sold on it. I'm, I'm this feels chalky, but I'm gonna say it. Just give me an over. What are you doing? I think that this game is very, very tricky because I personally think you give Kansas City's pass catchers a bit more credit than I do. I don't like the receiving core, and I know that they were good, or most of them were good yesterday against the Raiders. Uh, Scantling, I believe, had 90 yards. I know Hartman had a couple birthday. catches. You gotta, you gotta throw that out there. Just it's saying, I know you were gonna. I was. Mentioning it so you could throw out the birthday angle. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm actually gonna fade his under this week because I just don't like their pass catchers. And since he had a good game last week, it just feels good to fade him this week. So I will be betting his under. The point is I'm looking at the receivers and Kelsey had four touchdowns. He had like 30 yards, but you're looking at uh Scantling, who had a randomly good game. You had Hartman who had a good game, which was very rare, and he got hurt at the end of the game. I believe he pulled the hammy, so we'll see what happens. Uh, Juju had a couple of catches near the red zone or in the red zone, but he really didn't do much besides that. Mm-hmm. And they can't run the ball. So I really still don't think Kansas City's offense is great. I know Mahomes is a lunatic and Kelsey's a monster in the red zone. Buffalo's offense is a serious problem because Gabe Davis comes back and immediately has a 98-yard touchdown. And then another, was it 50-yard touchdown, 60-yard touchdown? He had 150 yards and two catches. Yeah. So you're looking at Diggs. You're looking at Davis. You're looking at Shakir, who was great, who we both were clamoring for during the preseason because we liked him a lot of Boise State. I think that Kansas City cannot handle these weapons. However, 
I think Buffalo's secondary can actually handle Kansas City's weapons because I'm really not sold on the receivers. And I think that is how you can get an under. I think it's mostly going to involve Kansas City's team total under if you think that Buffalo can keep them in check. Do I want to take an under with these quarterbacks? Not really, because it looks really fun until you have an 80-yard touchdown followed by a 70-yard touchdown, and suddenly you have 14 points in 25 seconds. So that's kind of how you get burned. But I think I actually will take a bold stand and lean to the under, but I like the Chiefs team total under because I think off a Monday night game in division, now facing off against a significantly better defense. We don't like the Raiders' defense at all. Mm-hmm. I do think Buffalo's defense could give this team some problems or at least a limit the over-the-top stuff and force the Chiefs to eat up six minutes of scoring drive. I'm going to go with the under. Give me a hot take under here. All right. I love it. I love it. All right. Let's move on to the next game. We have Sunday Night Football. Dallas Cowboys traveling to Philadelphia to play the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm 5-0 Philadelphia Eagles. I'll go ahead and shout them out for that. Congratulations, whatever. All right. Uh, 45 and a half is what it opened at. Currently sitting at 42 and a half for a good reason. And, I mean, divisional under, you got Cowboys, you have Eagles, you have primetime Sunday night. I mean, as an NFC East enthusiast, God bless you if you sit here and say that you're taking over. And it, it, there's a possibility that this could go over. You think I'm, I'm taking it over with Cooper Rush? I, I'm, there's no way. Cowboys there's are undefeated. No there's not like they're lighting it up offensively. They've just not turned over the ball, and the defense has been phenomenal. So the Cowboys have been a dream under team because Cooper Rush is really the perfect under quarterback. He doesn't take many shots downfield. He really doesn't do anything in terms of improvisation. He takes what's there, mostly underneath, and they move the chains. They drain clock, they punt the deep, and the defense is nuts. So I got to like the under. Uh, I think that you're looking at a spot where both the Eagles defense, which is underrated, and the Cowboys defense, which is extremely underrated. That defense yeah. is phenomenal. Yeah, that's a that's a top five defense. I think they're going to kill each other. I see another 2017 type game. Yeah, no. It's, I just don't think it comes anywhere close. I would actually do an alternative under and tease it down and still take the under. I th- this just seems like a prime time. Neither team is gonna let up an inch. This is gonna be maybe one or two touchdowns scored on either side of football. Yeah, give me give me something like a 21, uh 21 10, 21 17 type of game. Yeah, so I'm on the under. I don't think they get to 40. All right. Let's do this again. We have Monday night football. <laughs> another primetime Denver Broncos team going to play the Los Angeles Chargers. I'm everybody's in hell right now. Broncos with another primetime and a game. half is where it opened. 45 and a half is where it's at now. Just, just, just the under just, it's yeah, the Broncos. I don't, it's I don't the Broncos. Even, We're not going to bother. It's the under. I mean, it's the Broncos. I really don't even think the Chargers look particularly, particularly good. They had an offensive, they dropped 30 points last week, but, it was the Browns. This is the Broncos defense. Well, it's, it's mostly because the Chargers defense stinks too. But the point is Denver's so bad and can't move the ball against the Texans and against these other teams. We can't even bother. Just give yep. us the under. Well, dare Hackett to do something with this offense. Divisional. And Russell, also, their quarterback just had surgery. Wilson, it came <laughs> out. Wilson's shoulder was messed up. He had surgery on it. I don't think he's going to look good in his first week post-surgery, don't you think? 
No, I wouldn't think so either. So, so I'm on the under. Divisional, primetime, under, easy, quick. All right, let's go ahead and give our best bets and get up out of here. For me, my lock is going to be... I'm riding that Rams home under trend, so I don't want to take the Rams again. Just know I'm riding that trend with the under. Let's go with the under in the Pittsburgh Steelers and Tampa Bay Bucks game. I, I just don't trust neither one of those offenses. I don't think they're going to be good. I think this is a get-up spot for Pittsburgh. Give me the under 43 and a half for my team total. I will take how much am I getting with Baltimore? Uh, let me see. I'm assuming it's 25 because it's 45 as a total and they're favored by five. So it's it's 25 and a half. 25 and a half. Minus 110 on each side. No, we haven't given it. Hmm. It's not bad. It's not. It's not. But 25. I, I mean, us, all right. I, I could see a 24-20 game. I could see us. Yeah, but I was about to say, I could see us losing like 24. Like, I don't know. That's a win for you. It's a loss for the team. Yeah, but it's, yeah, no, 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 no. We're not going to go with that team. So we're not going to go with that team. So we're going to go with the, I mean, yeah, you're trusting, you're trusting Buffalo's defense. I'll trust Casey's defense to fuck it up. Give me Buffalo team total over. Okay. I can get behind that. Yeah. All right, what's she doing? Wait, so what was your lock again? Was the Buccaneers game over? Yeah, no. So Buccaneers and Steelers under 45. Oh, the under, sorry. And a half. Yeah, yeah, sorry. 43 and a half. And then team total over for the Buff Buffalo Bills. Let me look that up while you talk. Okay. Uh, so for my full game total, I am going to go to a primetime game. I'm going to go with the Cowboys Eagles under 42 and a half. I really like both defenses. Cooper Rush, we know, is mostly a game manager, and it's been working out quite well. But the Eagles really, really want to run the ball. The problem is the Cowboys are really, really good against the run, and I think they're going to do a good job of limiting the Eagles offensively. We saw them last year really struggle against this Cowboys defense, and I think the Eagles defense will have something for Rush. Give me an under 42 and a half. This game is basically for first place in the division. I think they're going to kill each other. Give me the under. I think you'll see a rock fight, a very entertaining, competitive rock fight throughout. All right. And that Bills team total was 27 and a half. So over 27 and a half. That's mine. And what's okay. your team total? So for my team total, I'm going to back a team that absolutely burned the two of us, uh, mostly for props over the past two weeks. But I got to do it. I'm going to go with the Bengals team total over 22 okay. and a half. I know this offense has been terrible. I get it. This New Orleans defense is one of the most overrated units in the entire league. They've gotten torched on a regular basis. I think it's a very nice spot for the Bengals in a dome. It's only 22 and a half. Like now we're approaching territory, which is extremely low. They have an automatic field goal kicker every time they settle for a field goal because McPherson's a lunatic. But I'm assuming that you're going to end up seeing a pretty healthy receiving core. Chase is still healthy. We know that you're looking at Higgins, who really didn't do anything because of injury. I think he'll be back. Do you want anything to do with the Saints defense right now? Because I don't. No, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to go with the over. I think 22 and a half is a little bit too low for a total. Give me the over. I think they'll probably end up getting to 24, maybe even 27, 28. 
We saw Metcalf get loose. We saw Lockett get loose against this defense. I think Chase and Higgins could both get loose. Give me the Cincinnati getting back on track and a dump. And you uh, have the and you have the uh, Louisiana angle. So yeah, give me a home. No, that's good. I love it. I love it. It was a great. You had enough handicap for me there. I love it. So, all right. Other than that, we'll have nothing else to end the show on. Scott, anything else for the people before we get up out of here? No, not really. We'll be back once again later on, I think tonight, to go through the uh, DFS card for the Bears-Commanders game. So get excited for that for DFS. going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. The uglier the game, the more fun it is for, D, for yeah, uh, DFS. But... Handicap, handicap, first touchdown, props, DFS. You know how we do Thursday night football pretty pre-game show so yeah yep. i call it the pre-game show we the pre-game show listen to us right before the show it's better than what pre-game show they got out we'll be doing that uh besides that of course we do have some nba stuff to go through tomorrow i believe doing another division i had the tennis podcast last night ended up sweeping went 2-0 and with the lock and dog which is nice uh we'll have another episode probably in a day or two so stay tuned for that right. and Mostly just keeping busy. I know you got the and and uh, you got the MLB playoffs with the AL and NLDS is starting tonight. You also have a lot of fun NFL and college action coming up uh, over the next couple of months. At this point, a lot, a lot of fun. Definitely excited about it. Let's make some money. All right, everybody. If you're not, make sure you subscribe, review all of that NFL gaming podcast. Follow at SGPN. NFL, he's at Russia Radio. I'm at really real underscore underscore. I have to take a shit, ladies and gentlemen. So we're going to get up out of here. I have nothing else to say. We out. <laughs>